everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danisville, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Fitting. There it is. It's the final count time. Really goes on way too long. That's a long intro on that one. Did you ever I have see to the say though, guys? Wait, did you ever see? Oh the movie yeah, hot rod? I love the hot right? rod. The whole soundtrack no. is mostly every, all Europe. Um, I was watching yeah. it the other morning. Andy Samberg. Yeah. Look, guys, I Over saw them last year. I saw them with White Snake. There, I mean, Europe was killer. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, that is the song they're known for, but they had an album out called Wings of Tomorrow in the 80s. It sure. was actually a really a lot heavier of a record. They were a band that got kind of like lumped into that one song, and then they did like a song called Carrie. They were like the ballad band for they a little had a bit. Bunch but, of uh, songs. I will tell they had you. Final Countdown, Carrie, they had... Cherokee. Um, they had a Cherokee, bunch of tunes yeah. When, yeah, dude. They, had a, they were terrible. But they were so <laughs> much better. Rock the people give them credit for <laughs> that was their big one, They didn't right? stop. They didn't stop with. Uh... Wow. Rock the yeah. Night was like their, They're still their second biggest song. And White Snake. Remember the uh, video for that? It was like at a diner. <laughs> Rock the and Night. Do they like open or they close with Final C- Countdown? What do they do at a live show? They, they close the with show? that. They uh, so we saw yeah, them. White it's Snake. kind of a bitch if you don't close with that, you know. Yeah, but we saw them. And you might also State. want to lead with that one. Cause. And they, uh, no, but I'm telling you, they were impressive because you kind of expect most of these bands you see, you know, I've seen a lot of these older bands and they look older, but, but I got to say, you know, Europe, they, they, they held together all these years and Joey Tempest still has a good voice. Nice. I was just going to ask that. He, can he still sing? Oh, totally. Yeah, they were, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I, I like old White Snake, of course, and stuff, but I've got to say Europe kind of stole the, you really, you weren't expecting that much. They were really good. Years ago, um, wait, that's the same guy from White Snake as Europe? No, no, actually, no, no, but they were on tour with them. Okay, yeah. um, okay, Deep gotcha. Purple, Coverdale was with Deep Purple. Yeah, and, yeah. all right. Years ago, um, I think it was 2003 or so, we went to Music Midtown Festival in Atlanta. It was me, my wife, uh, wasn't my wife at the time, and a couple of our friends. Bobby was there, and it was, um, hang on. Sorry, now I gotta get my there it is. And um, so there was you know they had like four or five stages every night. They had uh, two or three different headliners, which was pretty awesome. So one of the nights, Bob Dylan was headlining on one of the stage, and Def Leppard was on the other. No way. And LL Cool J was on the other. So three shows, three headliners. So my wife is a big Bob Dylan fan, so she wanted to go see Bob Dylan. I wanted to go see Def Leppard. And so we're sitting there, so Dylan comes on, we're maybe like 20, 25 minutes into the show, and I look over at my wife, I said, do you even, like, you know every Dylan song known to man. Like, what song is this? Like, I have no idea what the fuck song this is. I have no idea what he's saying. I have no idea what's going on. I've seen Dylan a couple of times. When Dylan's on, he's fantastic. Um, and I saw him. Uh, he's kind of famous for some pretty bad, uninspired shows sometimes. Yeah. Even though he's like a, a genius and everything. Right. And I always think Irish Billy for some reason when I think of him. Well, it's funny <laughs> that you brought up his Scottish first of all, but it's funny that you brought him up because the first Scottish, time I yeah. saw, yeah, yeah, uh, Bob Dylan in concert was with Billy, and it was uh, Santana and um, and Bob Dylan at the the Art Center. And I took him. He didn't have a license, so I drove him. I was like 17, and that was amazing. And Dylan was great. So during the Dylan show, like I said, like 20, 25 minutes in, I said to her, like, do you even fucking know what song this is? She's like, I had no idea. He's terrible. So we went to go see. We walked over to this leopard stage. They were awesome. Dude, it sounded probably great because I saw them like a couple years ago. You saw leopard a few years ago? Yeah, they were so good, man. Yeah, I saw them with, uh, believe it or not, I saw them. 
Motley Crue's final tour, right? Quote, uh, with Alice Cooper. I mean, it was Alice Cooper, Motley Crue, and Def Leppard. And, uh, I mean, Def Leppard, I mean, sound, I mean, Cooper sounds like Cooper. If you guys have, you always, Alice Cooper always kind of has the same thing. It's him. Uh, right. Motley Crue, you know, I mean, I'll admit when I was a kid, Too Fast for Love, Shout Out to the Devil, two of my favorite records growing up. But, uh, man, they need to, it's time for them to hang it up. Yeah, I mean, they're not still around, Def Leppard right? sounded killer. They're Motley Crue is, yeah, they're touring Europe right now. They got rid of, so they got rid of Mickey Mars, and they got uh, John Five in the playing guitar for them now, who played with Rob Zombie and okay, you know Marilyn Manson. Oh wow, and Marilyn so, Manson's disappeared, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, um, it seems like his time is maybe over. I don't. I've heard from him in forever. He got some trouble with some women, so they put him on a documentary on, on like, I forget if it was like HBO or something, and he's like, I haven't heard from him in about two years. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff will get you every time. Uh, hopefully, uh, so, you know, things turn up for him and, and others. I guess before we go any further, uh, we're already Uncle Puckers. Uh, tonight we got Tony, Dan, and myself, Chris, and uh, we're going to, not a whole lot going on, but there's a few things that we want to talk about, uh, hockey-related and stuff. But first, speaking of documentaries, did you guys, well, I know, Dan, you probably didn't watch it, but, Tone, did you watch the quarterback's documentary yet on Netflix? No, but I will uh, tomorrow, I believe. I finished it. Start watching it. Uh, It's so freaking How was it? Oh, it's fantastic. It is just fantastic. I mean, I really wanted to watch it being a Viking fan, being that Kirk was on it. Um, And I actually... Like Kirk, I was going to ask you how was his segment. Were you impressed? Yeah, I was. I was impressed. He's, uh, you know, a bit of a head case in some ways. Like you can kind of like when you watch this documentary and you kind of see how he lives and you see everything that he puts into his job as starting quarterback. Yet you can kind of see like all the issues that Cousins has, and as far as like he has all the physical ability in the world, but his fucking head gets in his way. And you can really get kind of see into that a little bit more. That his confidence level, like unless everything is just perfect and you know wonderful, he's he's not comfortable. Um, and that's something that you know, if the guy ever does plan on winning a Lombardi, he's going to have to get used to working in those environments. That it's football, man. It's not all going to be clean pockets and roses every day. Um, then you go on the other side, and Patrick Mahomes. I'm sorry, this dude is going to be go down as the greatest football player to ever live. I mean, he is... I know you're a Raider fan. I know you don't like hearing that. Patrick Mahomes His school is, fucks us every year. <laughs> uh, he fucks everybody every year. He's that good. Yeah. I've never seen a dude play the way he plays when... I mean, keeps his... As far as training, keeping his body in shape, keeping his fucking head in shape. Everything this dude does is just... It blows me away. I mean, you gotta watch. Just watch it. Just gotta get rid of that fucking brother. I don't know his brother. His brother wasn't in it. His brother's always tweeting and Dan. You know, he's always getting him. He's always causing some distraction for him. Well, I mean, he's amazing. And you got to see the freaking. They show some of the house that he's having built in Kansas City. Oh my god, dude! The fucking hot tub in the house is like more square foot than my house. It's got a full basketball court. It's got a, a part three on the on the property. It's got like bowling alley. Like the, I mean, it's fucking crazy what this dude has. But man, it, it's really really good. The Marcus Mariota, he was on it too. But once he left the Falcons last year, like around week ten, week eleven, then they kind of fell off the uh, the documentary, and it just focused mostly on Cousins until they lost to the Giants, and then it was all. Mahomes up. The last episode is mostly Mahomes. Kirk only comes in at the award show and stuff when he did that duet with Kelly Clarkson. But um, it, it was really good, really well done, and I, I liked it. And I hope that Peyton Manning does this every year with three different quarterbacks every year because it, it was really, really cool. I'd love to see it next year with, like, Joe Burrow, maybe, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts or somebody like that. It would really be cool. But check it out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm, I, I tell you, I'm, I envy you in a way because you look forward to football season this year. And I'm, start, I'm trying to get in that mode now because 
we're already having problems with Jacobs. He didn't sign no, the he franchise. No, he's bailing. Said, I'm he hearing did, that. And then the next day, I saw that he didn't. Yeah, I thought he did. I'm hearing Mondays like his deadline. I mean, I'm hearing like all this shit now is starting to. The thing with Vegas is. It's so hard to be excited when there's just always so much drama on that team. I, I don't, you know, they had the, what, the ESPN, I don't know, what is it, 30, 30 it was two 30. years ago they had a thing on the Raiders, and it was like, and you just watched the Raiders fall apart on this thing through the weeks. You watched uh, Antonio Brown, who I think is a complete fucking bozo, um, freezing his feet, uh, you know, it was just, I mean, it was just, I mean, I understand, even with the Raiders, there's certain guys like Abrams, who I thought was going to be really a good player on that team, and just doesn't work out but max crosby i love max crosby and if there's anything i'm looking forward to watching is him play again well you can um, watch the documentary max i think crosby, max crosby is max crosby's in it quite a bit like him and him and mahomes have a, a little little rivalry going that's uh but like when you see it like the the respect level but the compete level from both those dudes is awesome like max crosby's a fucking stud he's awesome uh as i was gonna ask you what you thought of my oh, life i love max crosby um there are a couple guys on the Raiders that I like. I, I think the Raiders, their biggest problem is they just can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, I feel like, you know, their... Ownership. Yeah, you know, they just to build a team. And right now they have a lot of the pieces. I think that they're, you know... Of course, Might be a, a curse, a Roma curse. Maybe it's the curse. To John, we traded our coach. And ever since we traded Gruden, it could be a curse. Yeah. It might be voodoo magic or something like that. Well... I am really looking forward to football season. I am psyched for this year. I'm not expecting a whole lot from Minnesota. I think they can win their division and maybe win a playoff game. But I'm real interested to see what Brian Flores does with that defense because that defense was god-awful last year. So if they can uh, if they can just end up middle of the road. You know, I said before, last show, I think I said about the Devils. Devils are going to have to outscore their problems. It's the exact same thing with the Vikings. The offense should be top five. There's no reason they shouldn't. You got Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Addison, Hawkinson, Osborne, uh, you know, uh, the running backs. They have um, Madison. It's just their offense is loaded. If they can keep Cousins a little clean, because this dude got hit more than any other quarterback in the league last year, they can keep him a little clean, let him do his job, uh, and with Kevin O'Connell running the ship, I do think that they they might be able to make a little bit of noise. But the NFC, I think... Who do you think is the top team this year besides Kansas City? Well, I think Philadelphia is going to be good again. Uh, I think the uh, I think the whole... I mean, you can go down the, the list in the AFC and Jets, uh, Miami, Baltimore... I have my biggest question mark is Cleveland. I'm real curious to see what the Browns end up doing. Is Deshaun Watson going to come back to being Deshaun Watson from the Houston Texans, or is he done? If he comes back to be the Deshaun Watson that played in Houston, Cleveland's going to be a team to watch out for. Cincinnati's going to be amazing. And you got the uh, you know the Chargers. The uh, the Broncos are going to be a lot better now. Which... I don't think I'm ready for the, uh, the New York Jets to be a good team. I mean, like I don't even really get deep into football, but if you live in this area and the Jets or Giants are good, you're never going to stop hearing about it. Right. It's like, it's kind of nice the last few years where they were just in the basement. You didn't have to hear about either one of them. The last it's going to be years. like insane if the Jets are good. i got to hear about Jets fans well, coming you, out. Yeah, exactly. Let me ask they, you, though. At, but they've had a couple they, flashes here and there, particularly the Giants. The Jets the have been in the was, basement, and I kind of like them there. Just stay there. Since Chad Pennington, I haven't heard as much excitement. And I haven't been in that area yeah. for a while. That was the last time I heard the most Jets excitement is when Pennington was playing. Let me tell you. Well, there was a lot when yeah. Sanchez It's been a while. In. I mean, he took them to the championship game. Sanchez. Um, in, what, 98 yeah. was that? All dirty. But they're, like, that team is fucking loaded, man. When you look at the Jets offensively, defensively, now they got the quarterback. Like, I just think if things click, Dude, they are going to be so freaking good. If Rodgers can get those guys on the same page starting from Jump Street, I think that they're going to be unstoppable. They're going to be a – that defense is ridiculous. And now they have tons of weapons on the offense. They got one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game under center. There's no reason the Jets should not I, – I have them to win the division. I actually think Buffalo is not going to make the playoffs. I'm saying it right here is my reckless speculation hot take. Mm. Buffalo does not make the playoffs, and they end up third in their division. In their division, I'm going to go 
Jets, Miami, Buffalo, New England in the East. I'm kind of wondering how Tampa's going to, you know, I'm not, a, I can't stand the Buccaneers. I mean, well, when I was living there when they beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl, it was an absolute fucking nightmare. Fireworks around my house, like horns going off all night. Um, yeah, you tolerate have, the lightning way better than the Buccaneers, right? I can't, so I don't like the lightning either. And the reason why I don't like the lightning is they seem to be a landing place for all ex-Rangers. Yeah. Like, it yeah, seems that's like true. every ex-Ranger goes to Tampa. But I will say, Stamkos, I'm, the guy's awesome. He's awesome with his fans. He's just a great guy, player. Hard um, not to appreciate Vas, uh, yeah, Vasilevsky. There is guys on that team. Head, uh, yeah. Hedick, you know, I like Brandon. Uh, Hedman, Brandon, I mean. Brandon, but, uh, Brandon Point a lot. He's a hell of a player. Brandon Point's badass. I mean, yeah. and, and Brandon Point, they replaced the they replaced Druin, right, who at that time was a very popular dude on that, right. that Lightning team. For, and they, uh, they yeah, thought they he was really good. Up. So they sent him over to Montreal, yeah. I believe. And they brought Point up. They got Point, and Point just took over. Well, wasn't Point down in their minor leagues yeah, the when they Bucks, brought him up? I know they're going back to their creamsicles. Wasn't Point down in their minor league system? I believe yeah, so, they yeah. they brought him I, up, which was good development because he's turned out to be a hell They of traded player. Drew in and bought him up, I believe. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, but I know Bucks are going back with their creamsicle uniforms, which is – that's the only thing I will say that's uh, – you know, I, I'm not a Buck fan, but I didn't mind the old creamsicle. When I first moved to Tampa, they were wearing those. Oh, they used to be in a – With Delfer. used to be in my division. Back in the day, the old yeah. NFC uh, was the NFC Central, right? And it was uh, Chicago, Minnesota. Remember Tampa Eddie Bay liked them. I thought they all give Eddie. He, he liked them. Tampa Bay is going to suck this year. I actually yeah. think Tampa Bay will probably be the worst team in the NFL this year. I mean, I just who, it's gonna be they have no hope. They, I don't think they have much hope no. now. What's I mean, Baker Mayfield's their quarterback. So when Brady left, yes. They wanted Carr. I know that. They were talking about getting Carr. I wonder how the Saints are going to be. What do you think of those those guys, Chris? I season? like the Saints. And I like them in that division because that division's pretty weak. Uh, I think the only team that might be able to give them a little bit of a run in that division is going to be Carolina. And that's all going to come down to Bryce Young and how he plays with Carolina. I'm really looking forward to seeing him and C.J. Stroud this year. Uh, not often you have two quarterbacks coming into the league that had that much hype around them, especially Bryce Young. So I, but I think Carr is going to do a good job with them. Um, he still has that weird stigma that the guy has never won a football game when it's under fifty degrees, and that's just odd to me. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why he didn't go to the Jets. I mean, they offered him everything, uh, and I honestly think he didn't go there just for that fact. I think except a heated he stadium, the dome. yeah, or in Las Vegas. But yep, I like I like Carr. I'm a Carr fan. I always liked him. I was bummed to see him go. I knew it was he was going to go. You could kind of there was when he was when Gruden was in town there. He was there were some issues, but uh, which is funny because Gruden was over there working with him in uh, New Orleans this, this off season. But um, yeah, I mean, I like yeah. Derek Carr. Yeah, he's, yeah, and I, I always liked Derek. I mean, he's he's a he's a good quarterback. I mean, he's he's solidly in that middle rung of the quarterbacks. You know, I I think you know him, Jimmy Garoppolo, like. He, even Kirk Cousins, I might put in that. Might put Cousins a little bit higher, uh, just because I think he has more skill. But Carr is a leader, and I like that. And especially when you're a quarterback, the guys that have all every guy that's played for Derek Carr is oh they've said that they'll run through a fucking wall for the guy. That's huge. Um, so we'll see what happens. And the dude had a different coach. Every you know, it was just so many coaches and just a nightmare. Yeah, thing. it should be fun. I'm really looking forward to football season, but not quite as much as I'm looking forward to hockey season. So, let me start because goddamn, you could tell there's no hockey season right now. It's just like Jesus. No, yeah, there's nothing going. No, on. we're in limbo. We're in hockey limbo. It's the definitely the, uh, you know, the uh, winter sol- solstice for hockey. Where you know we're just farthest away from the actual playing time. But it, in a way, it's kind of cool because you could just feel that you know it all building. You see your team gelling together, and. Uh, it's it's exciting, but you know, yeah, definitely. We're looking for more happenings pretty soon. We'll get camps together and uh, have players out there before you know, a few weeks early. Let me throw that development camp all week, which was. Let me throw a little yeah. reckless speculation at you guys, and just tell me what you think. Okay. So if we do end up with a little bit of trouble, the Devils being uh, in that third line you know, one of those winger spots because we kind of are assuming that Alex Holtz is going to take that spot. Uh, Now... Right, and he's an unknown quantity for sure. Now Holtz gets the spot and he's, you know, 
playing okay. He's a third line winger. It's not like he's going to get a ton of ice time or whatever. And Lindy likes to double shift guys here and there, you know. So I'm, I don't think it's the end of the world if he's not playing well. But let me ask you guys a question: If that spot is still halfway through the season, we're getting around Christmas time, and that spot that, that Holtz is just not cutting it, and this guy is healthy and wants to play. Let me ask you guys a question. How would you feel about the Devils signing Patrick Kane to play on that third line with Palat and Halla from, like, just Christmas when he's healthy, if he wants to come to a team, try and win a cup? I mean, I'm not a fan of Patrick Kane as far as him personally because anyone that played for the Rangers, I just don't fucking like it. But it's Patrick Kane. You know, one of the greatest, the greatest American hockey player of all time. One of the best Chicago Blackhawks of all time. The pedigree, the the veteran leadership. If you can get that guy for, let's say, a million and a half bucks for the rest of the year, do you want to do it? Tony, you go first. I, or Dan. Yeah. How could you say, I mean... It's like you said. Now I got in that Ranger mode in my head from last off, from the end of last year. Just try and keep in and, mind uh, that he only played like twenty. But yeah, I mean, games I, I would give him a shot. Why not? You know, I mean, the guy scored over four hundred goals. How do you not? I mean, one of the greatest American players of all time. What you know? I mean, uh, one thing that you know, I have no problem bringing a little, always bringing a little more experience on the team because we are a very young team. So I don't, have, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, health is the big question with him. What do you think, Dan? I think you're going to take, like, the oldest line and make it older if you do that. Like, I see where you're going with that, like, but, you know, um, that is not the line where we need more experience, right? That, that already has two experienced players on it. And, you know, um, I don't even know how realistic it is. I mean, it, maybe it's possible because that seems like it, there's no way he's going to play for that little money next year. Also, I think, like, long term, there's, yeah, like you mentioned, the health. But also, can he be like that team player all season long for well, the Devils? Right. Do you want three guys that uh, you so know let's just, could be in that health position together all let's year just long? Say, like, if you look at it, like, okay, come Christmas time, surgery's all done, he's healthy, he's ready to go. He's gonna want if he does want to come back. Okay, play, he's gonna. And it's obviously not working out with Holtz yeah, at that point in your Holtz. scenario. Is that what you're saying? Somebody to take a spot, whether it's that right. spot, whether it's a second line. Or I hear you. you know, maybe I, I feel you what you're saying. Down, whatever. But you have a position available. You have a guy in Patrick Kane who's made. Another. So this would be as opposed to like trying to bring somebody else up from Utica. This guy's Patrick right. Kane to some extent. He even older or not, he's way more proven than anybody we got in Utica. I understand what you're like, saying, the logic there. I'm not going to say it's money. impossible that scenario he's arises. He's going to want to win a cup. Like if right. he comes back, he's going to want to come back to a team that's going to win a cup. So he can't be asking for you know. Yeah, does he? Because he like he didn't want to. He wanted to go to the Rangers because it was the Rangers. I think he like, thought that they had a great shot. I don't shot know. Like I. I mean, the Rangers still have a good team. Their window's they still open. So many... it's a, it's a... There was a couple other teams. Who else Who else was looking at maybe adding him to their lineup last year? Remember, before he went over to the Rangers, there you know he was one of the bigger names at the trade deadline, and I can't recall who else was like flirting with the idea of picking up Patrick Kane. Was, was it anybody with a better chance? I don't, I don't remember. Know. I just... I had heard the Rangers only because he was. Remember, he was upset that he well, didn't he was get on the Rangers. Upset when they traded for Tarasenko, right? And he was, you know, what about Tarasenko? Me? Exactly. I play right wing. Um, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. And so I, I'm just throwing it out there. I heard him talking a little bit on XM today, and they yeah. were talking about you know him possibly going mm-hmm. to like Boston or um, they had a couple. Carolina was one, and I was thinking nobody mentioned the Devils, and I was thinking, you know what? If Holtz does get that spot, and if Holtz isn't the guy, and this dude is available, I mean, it could... And, and you know, it's Jack Hughes' fucking idol. You know, a guy he's looked up to his whole life. Like, would Jack want to mm, play with him for a year? That's the point, yeah. You know, and, and just for a year, try and win a cup, or see how it goes. I, I'm not overly for it. I'm not overly against it. Uh, I'm just... 
throwing it out there and wanted to get your opinions on it. I get you. I could see how it could work. It makes uh, you make a compelling case that if all those things were to come to pass, which is not entirely possible, you might be happy to see him, uh, you know, joining the team. I get you. It's not, nothing that I ever considered before, to I be mean, honest with you. But I, yeah, I get you. The only thing that I think that the defense worries me a little bit, a little, like not worries me, but I, out of anything on this team, the defense a little bit, just because it's so young. I mean, sure. Allow yeah. me, Tony. All new pairs, pretty much. Uh, maybe we're going to keep one me, pair. Tony, to please put your mind at ease. Hmm? The Devils' blue line is going Ooh. to be stellar. It might start off. We might have a few hiccups. Here I love this. There, I love the confidence. But hey, I like they it. are going to be stellar. I just don't know uh, the pairings. I, I, I'm not sure what Lindy's going to end up doing with that, but. I mean, I yeah. just think Luke Hughes is a, a future Norris Trophy winner. Um, Simone Nemec, if he makes the team this year, if not this year, next year, uh, definitely is a guy that is going to be up there with the best defenseman in the league in a couple of years. Um, Are you ball I with the ball? ball? What do you think? I think Kevin Ball showed a lot of growth. You think he's, you think yeah. he's ready to uh, emerge as like yes. a full-time? Because, he, I mean, he won a lot of growth. He showed yes. late last year, late. Do you think that was look more of a fluke thing? He's going to have to regain that form, might take all season, or is he going to be like out the gate? Oh my God, this guy's like a stud. He's ready for prime time. I, I mean, I, game I, one. I you know, is the he, great thing yeah. about with Ball is he got to play in the playoffs last year. I'm sorry, he got to play in the playoffs last year. I think that's one thing that really I forget even is one thing I really do like. I know that it ended bad for us last year, but a lot of our guys got their feet wet, right? A lot of these dudes yeah, know that. Good experience there, yeah. Yeah, I believe in Kevin Ball. I think he's going to be a good defenseman. Um, I think that he, a guy that that's that size and uh, once he learns to kind of when his skill catches up with his physicality or physicality catches up with his skill, I think he'll be a very dominant stay-at-home defenseman. Mm-hmm. I think Siegenthaler is a very... How do you feel about Siegenthaler? Yeah, I was just going to ask you about him. What do you think about... Uh, what's his deal this year? Do you think he's grown to where he's going to grow? Do you think he's going to be like uh, showing himself as maybe like the weaker link on a, uh, on a new defense? Or is he going to be more of a... Uh, okay, any kind of mistakes that you've seen in the past. Now he's the elder statesman. He doesn't make those mistakes. What do you think? I like Siegenthaler, and I think that... I watched him play in the IIHF, and I thought he was impressive. I think a lot of Siegenthaler is also going to come down to whether playing time and stuff is going to also come down to Miller and how he does. Um, You know, I think, you know, he's a solid stay-at-home defenseman, a lot like Siegenthaler in that way. I do keep forgetting that we we have him locked uh, up, you know. know, He should be very good, but I think our our blue line, I think, is a lot. It's deeper than it was last year. Um, You know, if Nemec does make the team and you're looking at, you know, Smith and Siegenthaler and and maybe Miller being the, you know, these guys that are going to be our swing guys, our seventh guys, our eighth guys, um, that makes a very deep defense, which you're going to need. Because people are going to get injured, they're going to get nicked up, and you're going to be able... And look, I mean, Brendan Smith plays well. If you can tolerate the one or two penalties he's going to give you in a game, um, he's a good physical player. Right. Um, I'd like to see him score a goal, the only devil to not score a goal last year. Um, So I think our blue line... Just bad luck, though, right eventually. I think our blue line is going to be solid. I really do. I think that Luke Hughes is a star in the making. I mean, just a little bit that we saw him. Something in the Hughes water growing up or something, man. But they are all just amazing skaters, great puck handlers. I, I, just, I think I'm really looking forward to watching Luke all year. But I, I see what you're saying, Tone. Yeah. I, as far no, I mean, as being a little bit worried about it, I'm worried about our goaltending. That's the thing that worries me about this team. Um, if there's a way, and have you guys been reading that Schmidt Schmidt's going to be in the minors? I mean, they think that Schmidt's going to spend some time in the AHL again. I mean, I, I keep on hearing these different things. I mean, obviously, I still so, think we can make a goaltending move. I actually was thinking about this today, and I said I would not be surprised if we do pull something off before the season starts. So are you hearing that he's going to be in the minors even if we don't pull another goalie out in the you know? Or, I've read you know, several different things that he may spend some time in the AHL. 
back and forth, well, so I don't know. You know? So, like, yeah. what does that mean? We got two guys coming up from the AHL plus Vanacek. Like, is that what you're envisioning? I think they're going to make a move. Oh, okay. I think Vanacek the will be only... the backup. I think they'll give uh, Schmidt more time. And I could oh. be completely wrong. I mean, but I think they might give him some more time back the and forth. The only move I, don't know. I see that, gotcha. that is worth... And that's only from what I've been reading. I would never have thought the that. The only move that's it. worth anything mm-hmm. or to, to do is Connor Hellebuck. That's the only one that makes sense. I mean, you get Connor Hellebuck, I, I don't know how you can look at this team and not say they're one of the top three or four best teams in the league uh, with Connor Hellebuck. Uh, I just think if you do go for Hellebuck and you can maybe get him to sign for a little bit less than what he was looking for, even this year you got him for $6 million if you go and get him. Uh, you're going to have to come up with some money. And I just think Vanacek has to go. If you bring in a guy like Hellebuck, I think you have to make Vanacek part of that trade. Winnipeg's going to want a goalie. Well, didn't they just pick up Brassois, actually? They did. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it would. I hear what you're saying, though. It'd be like the smoothest move to you know free up the money for Hellebuck, definitely. I get that, and it's almost like, okay, what is his purpose here if he's not going to be uh, you know, doing at least half the games or be there for uh, an unproven rookie or near rookie in, uh, in Schmidt? But so, like, yeah, I would it, it seemed crazy at that point to keep both of them, and the one you don't want to keep in the system yeah. is probably Schmidt. Uh, but, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I can see any number of things happening with this team. I don't forget that this team befuddled me when it came to goaltending last year. I didn't know what the hell they were doing all year. And I'll be honest with you, to this day, I still don't agree with the way they handle goaltending. It's kind of amazing considering, you know, this is now, you know, I know he's not doing day-to-day goaltending coaching, but this is Marty Broder's in the front office. And he ran it the exact opposite of the way he liked to play, which is, you know, we get a starter, we ride him. You know, he's going with the new system thing. Uh, but, you know, I never got the, uh, you know, the allegiance to Blackwood the whole way through. We were, I mean, think back to last year, right? We were like, okay, this has got to be some way to showcase Blackwood so we can get something for him in a trade. And it wasn't, all right? Let's face it. It was, that was never even, like, really seriously talked about. To this day, I don't know what the hell they were doing with the goaltending. So I think next year, I I don't know what to expect with it. I really don't. I feel... More confident knowing where this team's going with forwards and defensemen than goaltenders. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how it shakes down. I mean, you can't send – if you don't get anybody else, yeah. I mean, Schmidt's your number two. It, it, going into the season, it, that's it. Schmidt's not going to be down yeah, on you. definitely. He's going to be backing up Banachek. He'll get his 30 starts a season. And, uh, you know, we'll go into the playoffs. Yeah, Might be taking over. Then we're going into the playoffs with Banachek again, and, and hopefully we have different results. Personally, right. I want to see a goaltending mm-hmm. change. I want to see Connor Hallbuck. I don't know if it's even possible. Um, I do think that he's probably the one dude that you can get into this team, pay him close to the money he wants. It wouldn't cause any kind of rift in that locker room because it's Connor fucking Hallbuck. I think the team would be cool with, okay, he's getting more than, you know, everybody on the team except for Dougie Hamilton if he goes in and goes 8-8-8-9, you know, and you sign him for a couple of years. I just think that he's that freaking right. good, and he automatically puts the Devils right in the mix for, you know, a Stanley Cup. I, I just, I... Is it is it too early to, to get a picture of... If uh, not him, then who might be available, let's say, by trade deadline, between now and trade deadline? And then I know that's way far away. But who might be in the picture for goaltenders that the Devils could make a run for besides Hellebuck if we I mean, it stretch it that far out? You, which is like, you know, what we're looking at is maybe more likely than these other teams are doing. You know, if you have a, a, a team yeah. that, you know, let me just mm-hmm. try and get somebody with a a halfway decent goalie in my head that might be available. Um, you know, you get a, a team that might have a year or two left on a contract, a goalie that they're not going to make the playoffs, things aren't looking good, that we're willing to mm-hmm. dump them, you know, a la Corpusala last year, things like yeah. that. But I don't know who's out there. Right. I, and I think that right. as far as the 
the Stanley Cup contenders right now, and you have to put the Devils in that list because they are that good. I don't know if there's another team that has a bigger question mark in mm-hmm. goal than the Devils. And that's, you know, just because of what we saw last year. Maybe Toronto. Maybe Toronto. Uh, you yeah. can't Carter Hart by any chance. What did you say? What I like Hart? Carter Hart. He might be on the market. I mean, that, that's a team yeah, that could be selling hard, hard, you know, as they approach the uh, playoffs. Yeah. You'd have to go a different route. I think the yeah. thing with Hellebuck, which is nice, is that we know he would, wouldn't mind going to yeah, Jersey. And the longer he waits, I think it benefits us maybe to get him at a better better price with Hellebuck. That's right? a good point. That's a good point. I feel like anybody who grabs him now is going to be paying the, the full boat Hello, ticket. Hellebuck? Good point, Tony. You're talking about for Carter Hart. Yeah. Like, the longer this goes... Well, Hollabuck. Uh, well, we mentioned Hollabuck. We said that now that he's waited... Yeah, but now this year so is this year. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what, you have him for whatever his contract right. is this year. I think it's a little over $6 million. Like, that's what he's getting paid this year. Whether we pay him, whether Winnipeg Boys pays him... But what about the trade deadline? We pick him up well, close to the trade deadline. We're not taking that whole hit, right? The top of it, you get him for you know, depending on the, the uh, yeah, you know how they uh, they work it as far as how much time is he really going to be there? Yeah, they, they you know, structure they, it. Yeah, you pay him whatever he's owed as uh, after you know Winnipeg pays him for playing for them for three quarters of a season. That is an option. Um, the thing about any kind of trade is that worries me is just that it's a trade who are we going to move you know and and that's another thing like i don't want yeah as much as i would love connor hollebuck like i'm not willing to give up dawson mercer for connor hollebuck and i'm not willing to give up simone nemec for connor hollebuck no. right or even the goaltending like you talked about getting rid of vanacek well wait hold on let's say we've had a great year with vanacek you know, like, we're not going to forget the playoffs last year, you and I. We know this. But still, the new Vanacek winning a boatload of games again, looking great. Do you want to make a move in April to upset that apple cart? You know, like, it gets yeah, tough to think. make that call. And, Dan, you mentioned the playoffs. we got to remember, too, some of these guys like Hellebuck didn't have great playoffs either. So you can kind of put them into that bracket of like That's true. That's just not a proven playoff performer yet. I, had to, I think it's unfair to really just say that, but it's kind of true. series last year, Winnipeg versus Vegas, Connor Hellebuck was the best player for the Winnipeg Jets. And he was not the reason they, they got beaten five. That's true. Yeah, it was everything else around him. He doesn't have that issue with the Devils. He doesn't have to make 40-plus saves a night with the Devils. Uh, I think a goaltender of that quality in this system is just going to flourish. I really do. Um, So, yeah, no, he didn't have, you know, Mm -hmm. he hasn't won a cup. He hasn't made it to a cup final. I don't even know if that Winnipeg, I don't even think he made it to a conference final. I think the most he got was the second round. But I just think that he is. And remember, every goalie had trouble. In playoffs, all the big yeah. goalies had troubles in the playoffs. Yeah, That's very, very true. You know, uh, I think one of the best goalies are the ones yeah. that is the only team we beat, right? Shesterkin no. could no. not save the Rangers. Don't forget that. You know, it's funny because we do definitely place such a huge premium on that position. As oh, it's so essential to be it, but yet here we are, and we're always talking about some of the best goalies in the game not being able to pull it out. Right. Uh, they can only do so much, you know, and they could, you know, Shesterkin couldn't save the Rangers. Uh, against uh, way more high-powered Devils. And no matter what we do with our goaltending, I think if we have goaltending equivalent to what we had last year, we're not so far off from where we should be. I mean, that was I, I feel like I am definitely willing to give more of a pass to the goaltending problems we had last playoffs to the goaltenders themselves and put it on more on a, a team defense and defensive core failure, much the same way we're talking about with Hellebuck. Definitely makes sense. Do you think guys that we gave certain guys, like, okay, Dougie Hamilton, right, in the playoffs, like, there's certain dudes that we kind of, there's certain guys that people got on on this team who didn't perform in the playoffs, and there's certain dudes, like Dougie Hamilton, I thought, the playoffs yeah. really didn't 100% show up, you know. And he like, got a pass, didn't he? Get a, he got a pretty 11, big pass. Yeah. Negative 11, one goal, I mean, I mean, he's a def- I mean, I get it, but he's actually one of the top, he's the fourth top scoring defenseman in the huge. NHL last year so 
I just some the guys got it. Scored was fucking. It was. Huge. Yeah, that is yeah. the thing. You it know? was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I mean, we were on our way to going yeah. down yeah. 0 in that series. I give you that. Definitely he scored that o two o two overtime winner in uh, game three, and I I like Hamilton on this team better without Severson. And I know that sounds crazy because they didn't play together, but and in some ways they're similar players. They're similar defensemen, scoring first defensemen. Hamilton has never really had like the you know own goals and and self-inflicted wounds that Severson gave us. Then on the other hand, Severson had a great playoffs. Very uncharacteristic to his last few years with the Devils. Those playoffs were awesome. Uh, but I think this team is better having, you know, that, that one guy who's, uh, you know, his offense is going to make up for the fact that he's not always defensively there, like you're saying, Tony. You know, like his numbers were not great. So I, I think we're a little bit better off uh, not having two guys in that boat. the NHL... Like how they 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 look at defensemen. Like a great defenseman in the NHL is like like yeah. you know a guy that scores you know fucking thirty goals. Uh, I mean, you look at Carlson, right? Hundred point scorer. He's not a good defenseman. He's not a good defenseman, and he <laughs> happened to because. Right. Forward because that sometimes skates backwards. That blue line and <laughs> happened to get uh, you know a hundred points, which is ridiculous. Uh, for a lot of players, especially a D-man, he gets the Norris Trophy. So you weren't the best defenseman. You were the best offensive defenseman. Yep. Like Dougie Hamilton, people always clack at, you know, he's a great defenseman. No, yep. he's not that good at defense, but he's really good at, you know, moving the puck, and he's really good at a power play and running the, the, the quarterback in that power play and running that point. And, he's up uh, 74 points. Yeah, let's take his goals away. We're no, not looking at him as an elite defenseman. You're absolutely right. Those elite defensemen, those stay-at-home dudes, are few and far between. It's all about pushing that puck, and that's it. It's about just yeah. pushing that puck up ice, and it does tend to lead to a lot more goals. Yeah, especially during the regular season. You know, during the playoffs, they're a little bit more of the of the old way comes out. Yeah. But I, I totally hear what you're saying. Like have a offensive if you want to give the Norris trophy to the best offensive defenseman that's fine but have a fucking category for actual defensemen where you can look at things like people always say oh plus minus doesn't matter anymore no plus minus matters a lot in my opinion there's still a big place for plus minus because it does show how responsible you are you know Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of things come into play the team you play on and all that stuff but when you play on a good team if you look at the Devils, plus minus comes into play. You know, you got a team that everybody is plus, and then you have this one D yep. man who might be a minus ten, minus twelve, whatever. He's the weak link. Um, I just think that we have in Miller and in Siegenthaler, we do have a couple of guys that are very good stay at home guys. Marino, who can do both. Marino is our best defenseman. I think hands down, maybe Luke, maybe Luke Hughes can he make is. A, a, a run at that this year, but. John Marino is our best defenseman. He can play offense. He can play defense. Yeah, it's hard to think that, you know, Hughes is going to match Marino after all these seasons where he's developed as such a great defenseman on both sides. He can do it all. Uh, it would be awesome to see Hughes, you know, give him a run for his money because yeah. you're right. He's totally yeah. our best defenseman. I mean, it's just going to be really interesting to see how this season plays out. But I just think that when, you know, Every time I'm going back and I'm looking at this team and I'm looking at this lineup and I'm like, man, they are so fucking loaded. We've never had a devil team offensively capable of what yeah. this team can do. Um, and it's if they stay healthy, I mean, they're not. Most of these guys aren't even in their prime yet. Like, if anybody thinks that we've seen the best of Jack Hughes, you're crazy. Yep. Like, we haven't even t- touched the tip of the iceberg with what this dude can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just so much upside. And I was going to ask you guys, Chris, what do you see Jack Hughes like? What do you think his high is for him? Like, you know, you look at, like, he had 153 points from McDavid last year, right? Uh, basically, Edmonton's dominated the last four years of, like, point leaders in the NHL. Um, McDavid with three of them and Drysdale. Uh, Kucherov before that with 128. McDavid before that with 108. Yeah. And then Kane, you know, 106 uh, in that 2015, and then Ben and Crosby before that. I mean, but I feel I, like we might have seen the last sub-100 point season 
from yeah jamie from, ben you know. was was 87 points uh in the 2014-15 crosby was 104 the year before uh, yeah, 104 the year before that in 2013 but i could picture i mean they talked about it last year before that you know mcdavid obviously just fucking went bonkers right sure. um but I could picture Hughes being up there. I agree with Chris with with Jack Hughes, and we definitely haven't seen the best of this team. And for and Chris brought this up maybe last episode or before that. We have seen a Devils team that just changed out like yeah. fucking twelve dudes, and we're better. Like we've changed out yeah. names that like bigger, like you know, Graves, and then they're not small names to some teams. You know, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we look at what we lost, and you didn't know who we got back, and you didn't know that we had a team that was going to only mature. Yeah. You'd be fucking concerned yeah. with all the names that we lost. Yet. It, it, there's no the reason to be concerned with this let me team. Show you too, like, yeah, just how it's pretty high. Good, those dudes that we lost were. They were. I'm talking about like Severson and Graves, two of yes. the only dudes that actually got some term and would and got term to their contracts in free agency. Most of these guys, yeah, right. Everybody else getting one year you know, deals I mean, right I now. Severson was a signed right. trade, but Columbus still had to agree to it for the eight year deal. They get Severson locked up for eight. Colorado has Wood locked up for six in Pittsburgh. Now, other GMs are trying yeah. to jump all over yeah. our leavings you know, the, right the now, Devils definitely. Just, yeah, they've gotten better, and it's weird because you're losing really good players, and we've gotten better. Um, so, yeah, you're 100% right. It is very – it's not often that a team is that deep that they can do that. But when you have guys in the pipeline, especially on defense, like that was what we talked about for two years, you know, when, when Hughes was first drafted. It was, you know – and then Nemec was drafted. Yes. It's like, dude, these guys come into this league whenever they're ready and they're in, like this is something – this is going to be something special. And now, I mean – it's it's the time is now and it's like what's the ceiling for Hughes the thing about Hughes it's crazy Jack I mean you're asking me that like can he do 100 points consistently absolutely okay the one knock that was against him up until last year which was very similar yeah, knock that like, Connor McDavid had years ago was great passer but he has to work on his scoring dude Jack can score goals like, he's not just a, a pretty passer. He's not just a dude. He is yes. an amazing hockey player. Jack Hughes' only issue is a little bit on the, the smaller size. That's the only thing. But then you go and look at the career Patty Kane had, and think, why can't Jack Hughes have a career very similar to Patrick Kane? I think he can. And that's where I will go back to the playoffs and say, my God, the one maybe the best thing, going forward as a Devils fan, is how awesome Hughes was in the playoffs. Because, oh, yeah. you know, you say his biggest weakness is size, and I think most people would objectively agree with you, but yet he did not play like an undersized guy in those playoffs. He played like a big guy. He, he, did, he did great. He, he threw his body around. He was durable. I mean, you could make the argument that he was more durable than Timo Meyer. Timo Meyer got his bell rung and didn't quite come back exactly the same afterwards. Um, and he's the big, you know, power forward. But Jack Hughes, uh, he did it all there and, you know, did not even, you know, he didn't have to go the distance of a Kachuk, but he didn't have that kind of result. He was strong to the end. Yeah, he was he a little was banged up, though, right, that last series. And At the end there, he was having some issues, they said. I guess he was still, I mean, he was he still, was. I thought he was still producing. Yeah. I mean, that's him banged up. I'll take it. He's it, He looked, thing, he still was on the score yeah, sheet. Exactly. And who's not banged up in those playoffs Jack by the end Hughes of the year, like fucking on a thread? Showed me Very true. He's put this last playoff. His, and I, I didn't see this. I uh, hoped he had it, but the compete level. There is nobody on the Devils that yes. wants to win more than Jack Hughes. And I, I think, yeah. no, no. He's not just happy to be there, right? He's not just like, oh, I'm so happy to he be won, here. Exactly. He, he, he wants, wants it all. It all. He didn't just come that? for the T-shirt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, he didn't just come. He didn't for just the come for the T-shirt. He didn't just show for the shirt. Amazing player. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a guy that uh, he's going into what his fourth year, his fourth full year. Um, you know, this dude is a superstar. Right. I mean, he really is. He's going to be a face of the NHL for a very long time. But yes, the attitude that he had going into the postseason, I wasn't expecting that. Because I did think his first couple of years he was a little bit of the happy-to-be-here right. kind of guy. And that just changed. This year, something changed. He got he got, he got got stronger. That has changed. He got yeah. better. Yeah. Uh, and the compete level's there. And I think, yeah, 
And somehow... You got hungrier you know, somehow, too. Somehow, uh, he must... You know, that somewhere along the way, it, it clicked <laughs> in his head that, wow, I can do this, and I can do this at a really, really high level, and I can be just as good as anybody else in this league. And I just think that a lot of people, when you watch Jack his first yep. couple of years, you didn't think that. And now, he it, there's nobody saying he's not. Everybody wants Jack Hughes on their fucking team. And he's going to lead this team to a cup. And I've seen him actually picked. I've Definitely. seen him actually picked recently that he was uh, he's picked a number one to uh, hit 100 goals first time first time this year. Marner second and Barkoff third. But he was number one on the list. I saw the first play. He's going to be the first time right. ever hit 100 points, and I do believe he will. Yeah, I mean, he was so close to Mar- it last injured. year. The team's better. Uh, I see, you know, a world where the Devils as a team don't score as many points but he scores more, and some of the top forwards score more, and maybe even, you know, like as far you know, as goals he, for the team banged, is even up. He got banged you know? up. He but, missed uh, a couple Hughes of games definitely. last year. He, he, see that. he doesn't miss those games. You know, he's at 106, 107. Um, I honestly believe that. I think he missed, what, five games, six right. games, somewhere around there. Um, that was it. But, uh, yeah, and a slow uh, return. Yes, he, he did a return little, a little slow, slow kind of uh, right until he got the into the playoff mode. And then once the postseason clicked, it came. It was Jack was on a different level. Mm-hmm. What's up? And you got to give the Devils credit because they, when they, he yeah. was out, man, they produced. I mean, they were winning when he was out. It was uh, I was really worried about that little time period, but no, they. I agree. They produced. Well, I. I do have to say that since yeah, this is man. a little bit late, would you guys mind if we cut it like kind of quick, uh, kind of soon? Um, just because I am extremely exhausted. Oh yeah, man! It, you know, yeah, it's, it's just one of those weeks I just, too. I know we wanted to get a show in just so we can, yep. you know, talk. And I know there wasn't really a whole lot planned. It was more of us just kind of getting around talking, which I like a lot. Um, just us bullshitting. But uh, I, I do. Um, we are going to do our draft and the devil, you know, on the next show when Bobby's back. Uh, so we do have some stuff planned. We just, like I said, to the. Yeah, so we got another devil, you know, coming. That dr- and, yeah, and this I'm whole draft thing sounds That's like a lot of fun. fun. I'm so looking forward to it. We can set that up for the next show and we don't start it super late. Um, it was just the way that the schedule yeah. fell, to, fell today. Yeah, I'll be gone for a couple no, days. I apologize for come uh, back and, but I'll be ready to go. Uh, you know, well, you should we'll be sorry. On over the weekend, me, Bob, and Dan for a little bit. But uh, otherwise, I think uh, at the beginning of next week, when you're back, we'll sit down. We'll actually, you know, get a good time together. We'll do the draft, and we'll be ready to rock and roll. That'll be a lot of fun. So um, thank you guys for checking us Sounds out today good to for me. this quick little episode that we're just, uh, you know, sitting around giving our – kind of thoughts about the team right now and where they're at and you're going to get quite a bit of this uh, throughout the summer because there's not a whole lot going on but please feel free shoot us an email or dm tell us what you think uh give us five stars uh like us tell a friend subscribe anywhere you get your podcast stitcher amazon apple podcasts we'll have this show up uh as soon as possible So uh, for Tony and Dan, I'm Chris. We are the Uncle Puckers minus one, and we will see you when we see you. Look at that.